You're listening to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Destiny by Degree Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking all about my recent trip to Canada, which was my first time going home and seeing family in over three and a half years because of COVID and border closures. Obviously, this had me thinking a lot about my future in Australia, as well as most importantly, what it's been like to immigrate to Australia and what a lot of other immigrants have to go through and the choices that we have to make in order to move overseas. So if you're an immigrant yourself, or if you just want to hear about how my trip went and what my future in Australia looks like, then this episode is for you. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned. I'm Ashley Linkwich, and at the age of 23, I had moved across the world, had a successful engineering career, and was incredibly unhappy. I knew that changing my life had to start from within, so I quit my job and made it my mission to not only create a life by design for myself, but help other young professionals do the same. So if you're feeling unfulfilled, want more out of life, or want to eliminate a sense of obligation to your degree, then this podcast is for you because you're going to learn how to transform yourself in order to transform your life. You're listening to the Destiny by Degree podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to the Destiny by Degree podcast, and I am so thrilled to be back on the podcast. Obviously, so much has happened recently in in going over to Canada for five weeks was my trip. It was a really long trip. Luckily, I had the option to work remotely for a large portion of that, which was not ideal hours-wise. I was basically working afternoon shift in Canada. But yeah, look, having the opportunity to go there and extend my trip and work from home is really one of the benefits of COVID, I think, because previously this whole working remotely thing was was not nearly as common as it is now. I know most of us, especially now, I was reading this morning that Australia has the third worst COVID cases and deaths in the world currently, which is, which is crazy. And actually New Zealand is second for COVID deaths right now. So again, this isn't about COVID, but it just, like, I really thought that we were getting to a point where we are beyond COVID, but it looks like we're not out of the woods yet. So naturally, I I went back to Canada after three and a half years of not seeing my family. So the last time I was home was about a year and a half into living in Australia. And I'd gone back because my mom was getting married and to see my family and, and stuff like that. And that was fantastic. But then three and a half years passes because of COVID, because of border closures and all of it. So it was never intended to be so long, but it just got incredibly out of hand. And look at I definitely struggled with it the most during COVID. Obviously, being isolated, being far away from family, I couldn't even see my friends that I had here, not to mention some of the struggles that I was going through in my life here between changing jobs with my visas expiring. I mean, for those that have been listening for the (laughs) entirety of the podcast, I've gone through like five visas since being in Australia. It's it's crazy. And actually COVID gave me a visa that is the only reason I'm still in Australia today. So again, another perk of COVID if you want to look on the bright side here. And it just was never intended to be so long. 
without without seeing them. So going home after three and a half years, it was so emotional. It's even just thinking about it makes me so emotional because although it had been a long time, it didn't feel like anything had changed at all. And it didn't feel like much time had passed at all. As soon as I saw my brother in the airport, it was just like, wow, like besides the fact that he has a beard, which I'll talk about later, it's crazy. It was like I had seen him yesterday and I'm very close with my brother and with my friends in Canada. Like I don't have a huge group of friends that I still connect with in Canada, but the ones that I do, I'm very close with. And I speak to my brother multiple times a week and and with my family and stuff. So we're a very close knit group. So it felt like no time had passed at all, but it's absolutely gut-wrenching still to see your family after that long. Like I I've not even cried that much in a long time. I remember I was flying because we flew from Sydney to Auckland and then Auckland to Vancouver. And once we got into Vancouver and I could start to see the Rocky Mountains out of the airplane, I just I just broke down and got super emotional. And and Joe was, you know, Joe's laughing because he's not as emotional about it. But it was just really special to see your family after that long. And to feel like nothing's changed at all, but but also to know that so much has changed. You know, the last time I was home, I would have been, I guess, 22. And now I'm 26. And it's just, it's crazy that that, that much time has passed. So obviously, for those that don't know or haven't been listening for the entirety of the podcast, I've basically spent almost all of my adult, if you want to call it that, adult life away from home. So as soon as I graduated high school at 17, I moved to Saskatchewan for university, which was about an eight-hour drive from where my parents were living at the time. And then as soon as I graduated university, I moved to Australia when I just turned 22 or was maybe still 21 at the time. So I've, I've basically been for the last almost 10 years I've been away from home since I've actually lived at home. And that's really brought up a lot as well and has influenced my decision and thoughts around, well, what do I do about Australia? Because I feel like I've missed a lot, specifically with my younger brother. We're only a year and a half apart, so we're very, very close. And I feel like I've missed a lot of him growing up. Because when I first left for uni, he was 15. And now for me to come back and he's 25 and has a beard and, you know, he's he's an investor and he works for this big finance firm and he also has his own hedge fund and he's doing all of this crazy stuff. It's it's like, wow, I feel like I've missed a lot of that because the days that I have actually physically been with him have been very limited. And that was also really special about the trip in that I got to spend his 25th birthday with him, which I haven't spent a birthday with Brandon in probably almost that entire 10 years, because I was typically in uni during the time of his birthday, which was very far away. So it was just, it was really special to be able to spend that time with him. Now, obviously this is a bit emotional for me, so I'm sorry about sounding like, you know, I'm on the verge of tears. I'm really not trying to be, but it's 
it just has an absolute hold over you when you see your family after such a long time, as well as I'm recovering from a bad cold, so my sinuses are still plugged, but that's okay. So something else that was really special about the trip was that in the first weekends that I was there, my two best friends from university flew out from Saskatchewan to Vancouver, where I was staying, or Vancouver Island. And that was really special because one, I didn't particularly want to go back to Saskatchewan, okay? Because for those that don't know, Saskatchewan is cold and flat and windy, and they're the biggest city, I don't know what Saskatoon is, like 300,000 people. It's a pretty small, small province. Like the whole province has a million people, which is arguably how many people live in downtown Sydney where I'm living now. You know, it's it's crazy how little people there are in Saskatchewan. And it was just fantastic for them to fly all the way out. And then I also saw my best childhood friend, Kiana, who we have basically grown up together from birth, more or less. And so it was fantastic to to see her. So everything that I wanted to do in, in seeing my family and seeing my closest friends and hanging out with my brother and spending his birthday with him, I was able to do, which was really, really special. Where it got challenging was during the trip, I was starting to feel quite sad knowing that I would be going back to Australia. Now, this isn't to say that anything in my life in Australia is worth being sad over. You know, I have a great partner in Joe. I have a fantastic company that I'm working for. I have, you know, I've got lots. It's a great, it's a great life, but it really made me think about my future in Australia. And of course, Joe has a bias towards Australia because he grew up near Toronto. And this is the West Coast in me coming out. I'm not a, you know, West Coast doesn't love the East Coast and vice versa. So he grew up near Toronto, which is naturally not as beautiful as the West Coast, right? So, and he's always had this dream of coming to Australia. It's It's been on his wall since he was a kid, more or less. And so, of course, he wants to stay in Australia. For me, though, I love Australia. I think it's the most beautiful country in the world. But being home on Vancouver Island and, you know, being in the mountains there and seeing my brother and seeing my family really made me think about, you know, what does this mean for my future here? Am I going to be able to stay and more or less weather out the distance between us? So this really made me think about all of the other immigrants that come to Australia and the choices that we make. Okay, so when I moved to Australia, it was definitely rocky. Like it was a a really rocky introduction to, to being an immigrant here and very tough. But it really made me think that immigrants, when they move to a new country, every day that they are in this new country, they are making a choice to continue on this path. So I'll say that again. Every day that an immigrant is away from home, they have to make a choice to continue to be away from home or continue on this path, regardless of how they feel. So they can be missing their family. 
They can be, you know, struggling. A lot of people have to learn a new language or start a career that isn't in their profession because their profession isn't recognized. And they're constantly having to make that choice. They either have to manage the pain of missing their family or go back home. So for me, the opportunity that's presented in Canada is not the same level of opportunity that is presented in Australia. And that's why I originally moved here. I didn't want to to work in the same industries. I didn't want to work in in farming or potash or you know, different industries like that, that most of the graduates were working in. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just wanted a diverse option for opportunity. So for me, despite the pain of how isolated Australia is geographically, I am still choosing Australia. Every day that I'm here, I am choosing the opportunity that Australia presents over the pain of missing my family. I've created beautiful life here with with Joe and with my friends, and we're moving to the beach later this week. And that's something, again, that I'm choosing over being in Canada. Now, I want to say that obviously I am incredibly privileged to have grown up in a country like Canada, right? It's moving from Canada to Australia. We speak the same language. We're very similar culturally it was not much of a culture shock. You know, the weather is obviously different and the geography is quite different. But this decision becomes much more complex when you come from a third world or war-stricken country. And, you know, the safety of your family could be in jeopardy. I know right now that Australia is taking in a lot of refugees from the Ukraine. And some of our friends are actually hosting people from the Ukraine. And just hearing their stories about having to leave their families behind so that they can settle in Australia and hopefully bring their family over. You know, it's gut-wrenching to hear these stories. And so it's all of this is not without saying that I have an incredible amount of privilege with this as well to have come from Canada where, of course, I miss my family, but I'm not worried for their safety in Canada. So I just have a lot of a lot of admiration for the immigrants that do come from such adverse situations in order to create this Australian dream for themselves because despite Australia's issues because there's no country without them Australia is the most incredible place I've ever been it is you know the government is supportive it's balanced the geography is beautiful i mean the beaches are amazing it's it's like living in a holiday every day. Of course, not everyone feels that way, and I definitely didn't feel that way from the beginning, but that's what I'm coming to feel now. Australia was not only always sunshine and roses for me. I mean, there used to be times when I would end the week with 20 cents left in my bank account, but I just continued to hold a vision for more opportunity here and, and a better life here. And I just, you know, I see other immigrants doing the same thing. And, you know, you could be from Canada or you could be from the UK or you could be from Sri Lanka. You could be from all of these other different places in the world. And your experience of Australia is going to be different. It's going to have different challenges. It's going to have all sorts of different experiences. But ultimately, like I was saying before, all of us have the same thing in common in that we are making a choice to choose this hardship instead of being back at our home country. And of course, like I said, that decision can be made 
easier or tougher depending on which country you've come from. So regardless of whether we choose to stay in this new country, there is definitely an added pressure of being an immigrant. And this is something that I really started to feel during my trip home because I I felt like, man, if I'm going to choose to be literally almost geographically as far away from my family as possible, then I need to really make this worth my while. I need to really be successful and I need to really work hard in order to reach the top of the ladder or to have the returns that I would expect in order to make it worth it to miss out. So through my young professionals meetup and my time in Australia, obviously, I've noticed that immigrants, myself included, are incredibly high achievers. Yeah, like I said, I can't help but feel that if I'm going to actively choose not to see my family and make that sacrifice, I have to push myself to succeed here so that I can either support my parents to visit more or be able to afford to see them whenever I want. You know, perhaps that looks like having a business where I can travel to Canada for a few months a year or to support them to come out and to have an apartment for them or to pay for their Airbnb or whatever that looks like, right? It's it's mostly financial. And that's what a lot of Im- immigrants are are dealing with is this pressure to to become ultra successful because of course Australia is not a cheap place to live and traveling between Australia and North America or Europe or wherever you've come from, none of it is inexpensive because Australia is geographically so so isolated. So being successful for me can almost feel like a one-shot opportunity that if I don't push myself, I am going to lose it. And then obviously, if I lose that opportunity, then the struggle of moving here and the lost time with my family wouldn't be worth it. So for me personally, this has caused me to have a really poor relationship with any timeline that exists. This looks like my career. You know, I would I would say that I'm in a quite successful position in my career in the four and a half, five years that I've been out of university, but it has really had me struggle with that. I'm constantly looking for the next thing and pushing myself to the point of anxiety attacks. In fact, there have been multiple periods of time in Australia where I've had to wear wigs because I've actually lost a large portion of my hair due to stress. Like as we speak right now, I have lost a large portion of my hair. So it's it can be quite stressful. And I know a lot of immigrants feel the same way, especially if you're coming from a place of not speaking the same language, of you know having a real culture shock. So luckily Canada doesn't have that necessarily, but you know the the large majority of immigrants do. And and it can really make us put a lot of pressure on ourselves and be quite stressed about making this shot worth it or being successful enough that we can bring our parents over here or bring our family over here and as well survive the immigration situation because I know from my friend's experience, that it's not cheap. A parent visa is around $50,000, $50,000. It's like a house deposit almost, well, not quite anymore, but it's a significant amount of money. And so the pressure in order to be able to do that is huge. So looking at, well, what does this mean for my future in Australia? Like I said, I have built an incredible life here with Joe, with my friends, with the Surf Life Saving Club, with moving to the beach. We're moving this weekend up 
up to the northern beaches and we'll be very close to the beach, which will be fantastic for surfing and lifestyle. So the decision is that I will be staying in Australia. In fact, I'm I'm thrilled to stay in Australia. I love this country. I'm in the process of applying for permanent residency as well. So definitely intend to stay in Australia and, and work with my company. It's been really fantastic and there's lots of opportunity coming up. The fact is, is that I will continue to push myself to be successful, but I have to focus on lifestyle and balance in order to reduce my stress. And of course, in, in saying these decisions, a lot of immigrants can can see themselves in these in this position as well. And this is what I would recommend is to try and focus on balancing your lifestyle where you can. And understanding too that because you have immigrated to this country to have some to have some patience and empathy for yourself because you've just made a move that most people will never make. And that is something to be incredibly proud of. So now that the borders are open, I'm also planning to see my family a lot more, at least once a year to go back to Canada and and catch up with them so that it doesn't feel like this, this big gap. It should never, hopefully, fingers crossed, be three and a half years between when I see them. So immigrating to Australia was and probably will continue to be one of the hardest things I've ever done. And that's saying that, you know, I didn't come from such a tumultuous background like the majority of immigrants to Australia. So like I said earlier, if you're an immigrant listening to this and you've come from any background, you know, tumultuous or not, like have some serious empathy for yourself because the choice that you are making every day to be far away from your family, especially if they're in a challenging situation, even if they aren't, the choice to be geographically isolated from them and to put yourself in such a challenging situation of moving to a new country, then you are making a harder choice than most people have to make in their entire life. So have patience with yourself. The fact that you are resilient enough to move to a new country that might speak a different language or be a complete culture shock says more about your character than anything. So what's next is all sorts of things, all sorts of things. But like I said, moving this weekend, we're moving to a house up on the beach or close to the beach, which will be fantastic because of the surf lifesaving group that I'm a part of up there and the patrol season is coming up as well as looking at next steps professionally. So I'm looking at doing my MBA here, getting my permanent residency and all sorts of different things. Lots of exciting content coming to the podcast. I'm batching a bunch of episodes now so that we can release those on a timely basis and really, really excited about it and excited about my future here in Australia. So again, just to summarize, look, it was an incredible trip home three and a half years without seeing my family. It really made me think about the choice that I'm making to stay here. But Australia has presented me with more opportunity and more support than I believe I would have had in Canada. You know, will I ever know if that's truly the case? No. 
But the fact is, is that I am so grateful for the opportunity and the experience to be here, as well as the fact that my permanent residency has been applied for and there's lots on the horizon. And it's just, it's really exciting for me. Plus, I bought my first surfboard a couple of weeks ago, and and that's something I definitely want to get better at. So with that, I hope that you have a sensational rest of your day wherever you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in. And I would also love to hear any feedback that you have on the podcast. As always, you can reach out to me. You can send me a message and let me know what you think. Have a stellar rest of your day, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Destiny by Degree podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review so we can continue to help other young professionals transform and grow. You can get in contact with me on my Instagram at ash.link or via email to hello at ashleylinkwich.com. I'll see you on the next episode.